What's up, nerds? And welcome to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I'm your host, Rich. And joining me this week, as they do each and every week, are my compadres, my cohorts, my homies. First up, he is the man that just this past weekend walked into Raccoon City, bitch-slapped Umbrella Corp, and came back home and ate a bucket of fried chicken. I'm talking about Ron. What's happening? And of course... He's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He's the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one tiny, little, fat, bearded, majestic animal feller, Diesel. Hashtag I stuffed the bird. (laughs) I'm sure you did. Well, of course, this past week, if uh, you celebrate, uh, and if you're living in the United States, because it'd be weird if you're living elsewhere, and except for Canada, but they Can- celebrate next week, I think. Or, no. Or was it the week before us? No, it's Columbus Day for us. Oh, oh They okay. celebrate on Columbus Day. That's my, So in October. So, yeah. So uh, when that happens, I, I call around to all my Canadian friends to get an early Thanksgiving dinner. Aha. Good friend. Good points. But anyways, uh, it was Thanksgiving here in the States, uh, or Indigenous Peoples Day, whichever you would uh, prefer to call it. Uh, so... Uh, how is everybody's Thanksgiving? Starting with Diesel. Nothing bad, actually. I thought it was going to be a lot more drama-filled, but it went relatively smooth. <laughs> I only had to make one run to the grocery store at like 9.30 in the morning. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, actually a good year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it went pretty good. Did some cooking at my house and went up to my dad's and had dinner with my dad and uh, stuff family. It was a good day. Ronald, nice. how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pretty easy. Uh, we have, uh, that week we have, Two birthdays in my family so my brother-in-law turned 50 my mother turned 70 so we did the birthdays on thanksgiving i also signed up to labor thursday night because nobody wanted it so went to work at six o'clock and got that then, double time then had to show back up to work on friday at 6 a.m so you know <laughs> yeah hey, you're tired but you got that you think about that paycheck got money coming this week yay yeah. that's always but good news that's pretty much all that was so uh, my my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Uh, no drama, uh, which which I you know I'm always grateful and thankful for. Uh, food was tasty. As a fat man, uh, that's always the important part. I ate a second meal at uh, Cracker Barrel because our dinner was like lunchtime. So then we stuck around and watched the football. And then we went to the Cracker Barrel, and I had a fried fried turkey. Uh, but it was breaded. It was country fried turkey. It almost tasted like fried chicken. Very tasty. I I, I would definitely uh, say it again. I did have two pieces, and I was taking one home, and then my wife left the container on top of the car. <laughs> You're seeing where this is going, so I did not get the second piece of my uh, turkey from Cracker Barrel, but thank them for being open, because if not, because uh, originally we were going to go to our favorite Chinese spot, and they were closed on Thanksgiving, which I was shocked about. I, I noticed that about a bunch of the Chinese places this year. I was shocked about that. That's usually my go-to, because usually we eat super early, so yeah. there's still dinner, and I don't like having leftovers in the same day for dinner, because yeah. I'm going to have leftovers the next day, yeah. So and, and the day after that probably as well. So I'm like, ah. So anyways... No, I, did, I noticed like a, a couple of Chinese places I thought would be open weren't open. 
Yeah, because huh. right, when going to work at six o'clock at night, I'm like, oh, what am I going to eat for dinner? <laughs> yeah, the, the spread was nice at the, the the family's house, and then of course the Cracker Barrel, and then I went home and uh, laid on my couch. Nice. Uh, now let's get into how everybody's week was. Uh, besides that, Ron, obviously you just said you had a lot of work in your week, uh, but did you do anything fun? Play any D and D or whatever? Uh, we had our Wednesday group. Uh, we it, we didn't play like solid. We were joking around mostly because. Uh, Mike couldn't make it, so we kind of we, we moved the story a little bit and just went okay. We we got to this point we want to be want when Mike's going to be there because it's we're pretty good at that if everybody can make it to be hit the key points at least with them. Uh, yeah, so it was you know very it was more laughing and joking and just telling jokes in which every once in a while like I've said it before if that's sometimes all you need when you get into a group you know just just sit around jo- tell some jokes kill some time but you know we'll, I'll let you know how this whole final battle ends up with this this uh ship in the beanstalk scenario that we're in uh next week great on right on uh diesel how was your week uh what did you what were you up to this week other than thanksgiving uh i was going to come here to dragon master games on friday at open uh, i wound up rusting my eyes and not showing up until 4 p.m <laughs> yes uh, also i showed up to get the roku box from the <laughs> studio and my mom was with me because she had gotten her oil changed that day at the the local uh uh, automobile shop, if you will. And uh, I was like, hey, if you want to come in, Diesel's here. Because the day before, Diesel told me, I'm going to be there. Because I was like, hey, do you need a ride? Because I'm not working. And sure enough, she came in, no Diesel. So she did say next time she sees Diesel, she's going to slap him. She told uh, the owner of Dragon Master Games as such. Yeah. Uh, but I did a lot of work here at the store, just killing time. Um, and then, yeah, uh, we recorded a couple things Saturday. But then I worked the rest of the day here. And, uh... I went on a little mini road trip on Sunday to get sandwiches, and that was about it. It was uh, I should have just taken a full day to myself. <laughs> this weekend was weird for me. Uh, for the first time, I work at a job where not only did I have Thursday off, but I also had Friday off for Black Friday. So I had a four-day weekend. Going back to work today, by the way, after four days, whew, it's like going back from a vacation. Yeah. It, was, it felt super weird. I got a lot done anyways, but still. Uh, so that was kind of awesome. But I'm going to tell you, I was very, other than the fact that I did get laundry done, because I do that every weekend anyways. I watched a lot of My Hero Academia, because I've been, uh, I got into that with New York Comic Con, and continue, uh, I'm in season four currently, nice. so I, I'm, I'm pushing my way right on through. Uh, and it's I love the show, and it's it, I have to have a lot of time because it's super bingeable. Because like you want to just continue watching, it's yeah. it's a really really good show. So I, I suggest it for anybody. And uh, yeah, the wife wasn't feeling too good. And uh, truth be told, it's not that I was sick, but I was my allergies and sinuses have been acting up because of the fluctuation in the weather around here where we live in New York. So uh, I kind of took this as an opportunity to kind of just rest. We did go out, not Black Friday shopping. We went out on Saturday to go to Boscov's. It's our annual trip to Boscov's. It's hilarious because we have a Boscov's credit card that we use once a year when we go to Boscov's for usually we go on black friday and we just go and push through it it's not like we even buy important stuff it's kind of a weird thing but we do it every year we did it again this year uh spent some money and then uh yeah that's about it i got all my christmas shopping done except for one member of the family i don't know what to get her still not 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 my direct family obviously me and my wife are all taking care of all that happy shit but like literally we have one person left to shop for we don't know who to what to get but outside of that you know that's that's the only productive real thing i watched some wrestling which we'll talk about tonight on 6w 607 tws because obviously we record on mondays and yeah other than that i got i got that's it that's that's about all well before i go into the normal plugs yeah you know we got a big show ahead of us uh we got nerd news 
Uh, a little abbreviated. Not much news came out this week, but we'll still, we still have stuff to talk about. And then, of course, we have Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. He's going to bring you the box office, future upcoming movies in the top three. And then, of course, this week's review, Liquor... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, about that. So, originally, we were going to review Licorice Pizza, but none of us... None of us took a look to realize that there was only opening in New York in Los Angeles. And it's not opening on a wide release until Christmas week. So we will bring you that review eventually. However, however, it won't be this week. Instead, we decided to have a Thanksgiving hangover and call it audible. So this week we will be uh, going over, in my opinion, the second greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time. Last year, we did the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time, and that was Son-in-Law with Polly Shore. This year, we're going to be doing trains, planes, and automobiles. So there you go. That'll be at the end of the show for our review, and that's the show for you. But now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about some opening plugs. And of course, uh, if you would like to hit us up and talk to us at all, say hi, ask us a question, give us a suggestion of a movie you would like us to review, uh, pitch us an idea, whatever you would like to do, you could do that on our social medias. Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like and share that page at Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure to use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the shows. Of course, to get all the information for this show, Horror Zone 607, 607TWS, and everything going on with 607 Podcast slash 8122Productions, it's simple. Go to 8122Productions.com. All of that's under that roof. There's a link there to the T Public store. Might I add that there's a sale going on in T Public, and we just added the ugly Christmas sweater style shirt. It says Merry Nerd miss on it it's something to check out go ahead and buy it while it's on sale get that on it cheap also while you're there you can pick up a horror zone 607 shirt a 607 podcast shirt a three fat nerd shirt and so much more and we got more on the way i have a shirt in the works that i've been having in the works for some time that will be coming out in december uh also while we're at it, uh, the link's over there for twitch.tv slash 607podcast there. Make sure you're following over there if you're a wrestling fan. Every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're live with 607TWS. Myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, talking all things pro wrestling. Of course, you can hear that on its own channel, 607TWS, a podcast form. But why not join the chat live and put in your two cents while we're doing it? You can do that on Twitch. Of course, we're also there for wrestling pay-per-views, UFC pay-per-views, and our infamous movie nights. And in the new year, we will be running that D&D finally uh so there's a lot of stuff going on so you want to be there over there on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast and last but certainly not least if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as one dollar a month and get a ton of extra bonus content you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122 productions just go ahead and join up like i said there's two peers one dollar and three dollar jump on in and uh you know you help support the show and the streams and everything else we do here patreon.com slash 8122 productions Yes, and uh, if you forget any of those links, it's simple. They're in the liner notes to this very podcast. Diesel, by the way, <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. Uh, this past week, we did Love is Scary. Yes, we did. We did it. It went out. And uh, do you want to give the, the fans a little uh, te- tease of what we talked about this week? Because for once, we were topical. Mm. We were talking about you know Thanksgiving as for family. So let's talk about the ideal family. The Spears family. That's right. <laughs> the Britney Spears conservatorship. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed that at this week's Love is Scary with Dr. Derek Spooky Mike was on vacation. So uh, we'll get back to him eventually. Of course, we have a new show coming out uh, over there as well that we're me and Diesel are super pumped about. And I, I'm pretty sure we're flushing it on Patreon and we'll probably make it a live show at some point in juncture. But 
We're flushing out on Patreon first. And we got some more big announcements coming in the month of December as far as 3FN goes. So keep your eyes posted on all the social medias and this show and so much more. But enough about us. It's time to talk about this week's... news that's right i get so pumped up with that uh, nerd <laughs> news music uh if we're if we were recording this you would see i get my fist going it's, it's a it's a fun time you know it was not a fun time what was not a fun time was today when i went online to try to purchase my spider-man no way home tickets and don't worry folks i procured them ken m procured them for the large group that included diesel's ticket and our good friend Ron procured them, so we're all going on Thursday the 16th to premiere night. But before we go any further... Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. Yeah, I'm not going to flip out. <laughs> However, first and foremost, people, get your shit together. When you have a large movie coming out, and we this is not the first blockbuster. I know it's been a while. I know it's been a while. The pandemic happened. People rested on their laurels. But this is not the first time we've had major blockbusters. Endgame came out, for Christ's sakes. Infinity War, Infinity War, God of War came out, for Christ. All these things have come out. Listen, it wasn't just one website. It was multiple. Because I heard people had problems on Fandango. I heard people had problems on every single one of the movie sites. I heard every site had a problem. And I understand lots of traffic. I get it. You can say that, Rich. But wouldn't you be prepared and have the servers for it? But at some point, Juncture comes on the company. So first, let's talk about my first problem. See, locally, we go to Regal Theaters. Myself and Ron are both Regal Unlimited members. Yes. So what that means is that we pay, I'll tell you what I pay. I think Ron pays the yeah, same, um, $23 a month. Yeah. And that entitles us to go to any movie we want, whenever we want, where we want. And there is some surcharges if you're going to like IMAX or 3D or a 4DX movie, whatever. But outside of that, there's not, right? So this morning, when Ken M messaged me first thing in the morning, he said, hey, I bought the tickets. This is where I am. Get your ticket. I signed into the app, and it keeps redirecting me to tell me to pay full price for my ticket. I'm like, that's not going to happen today, tomorrow, or any other day. I'm not paying $17, which we'll get to in a second, for a ticket. Fast forward later in the day, we had to, me and uh, Ron had to get tickets in a row in front of everybody because the row that we were in was all sold out. Which is weird. Which is weird because there was only nine tickets bought for our group in that yeah. row, but whatever, to each their own. So we had to get a, tickets in the row before. And then, finally, they had it strained out. We still had to pay a $4 surcharge, which is usually what we pay for like a 3D movie, which this was not 3D that we were going to. We'll get to that in a second. But it took them until the afternoon to get that shit figured out. Yeah. That's slacking. And since we pay $23 a month, I'm kind of pissed at Regal about that. I just <laughs> yeah. want to throw that out there. Just kind of pissed off on it. I know other friends of our, the show, our good friends over at the ECA, they were going to get tickets and Fandango giving them a runaround. Uh, and it wasn't because it was overworked. It was because they just, every time they would go to clear their cart, it would have an error. Mm -hmm. And then it would tell them the tickets were gone and the tickets weren't gone. It, it was a nightmare. Everybody I know has had problems getting tickets. And it's all on the providers because they should be ready for this shit. Yeah. And it's not like everybody was going at the same time. Like, I know the problems that uh, some people had were last night. A lot of them had them this morning and other times during the day. So it's not like it was like, okay, that's because there was a funnel of people coming in. I also want to point out in our local area, it's not because everything's sold out either because the theaters are still not sold out. You yeah. can still get a ticket right now to any movie showing that you want at both of the theaters locally. Yes. So it's not because they sold these fucking things out. 
It's just infuriating. I understand in bigger well, markets they did. Well, when I hit it, open up the app, it went to the Friday showing. It didn't even have. That's why I was like, "Are you sure it's seven thirty? Because it was saying seven ten. Yeah, because like, it, it kicked you automatically yeah, to Friday. You have Friday to, showing. You had to go in and search and yeah. go to Thursday. It was the weirdest which, thing. Which which I've never had to do before. <laughs> yeah, neither so, have I. So I'm like, that's why I'm like, I was confused. I'm like, maybe he typed wrong or something, and I wanted to make sure. And then I'm like, then I you know dawned on me to look at the date. And I'm like, oh okay, and then went over. So. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Anyway, so we got our tickets. So that brings me to the next problem. <laughs> they are charging an immense surcharge for this movie. Price gouging us, ladies and gentlemen. They are price gouging us. Because locally, on a Thursday showing, we usually pay $11.50. Now, mind you, I have an unlimited, so yep. I don't pay that price. I just sign up and buy a ticket. But I know because our friends all go, including Diesel, every week to the movies. $11.50. We have saw that for Eternals, for Shang-Chi, for Ghostbusters, for yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong, you name it. Every movie we've gone to see, we've seen it on a Thursday for $11.50. Spider-Man, No Way Home, $17. And for me and Ron on Unlimited, yeah. we had to pay a $4 surcharge, which is a premium charge. Like I said, that is yeah. akin to our 3D charge. Yeah. I thought that this is interesting. And I, for one, am not really thrilled about what the implications may be. And I want to table this because I think this one's the, the bigger part of the argument, really, is that I really feel like we've come to this part, and I get it. Somebody's going to be, but it's opening day, so you pay more money. Yeah, but they haven't done this in the past. This yeah. is the first time. Even Endgame, we paid regular ticket prices for yeah. to get the tickets, to procure them. Hell, I saw Endgame on opening day, and I didn't know I was going to have time to see it. Remember, and I bought a ticket and sat in the fucking no chair. Literally, I got. they gave me the ticket for the handicap seat. Yeah. yeah. And they gave me a chair. Nice guys. They were, they were, so, they were fucking awesome at, at Regal for that. I'll give them props for that one. But anyways, meanwhile, back going back to what I was saying, $17, which, you know, for this movie, I'm excited enough that I didn't mind paying. I'm going to be honest. I did not mind paying for this movie. Like, but I'm thinking maybe if this is what they're going to do in the future, that could be the end of us going to see Thursday premieres for certain movies. I wouldn't have paid a surcharge to go see Eternals. Not, not even before. No, you know, like not even because of afterwards not liking it. I wouldn't have before because I wasn't as interested. I wouldn't have gone and paid to that. I would have gone on a different day because I could have gone any other day and seen it for regular price on that same opening weekend yeah. for the show. We could have all gone together on Sundays when it's cheaper for Diesel to go because yeah. it's a $6 movie day. I wouldn't have paid that for Dune. And I enjoyed Dune for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that they, I wish I would have known it was a part one going in or was more advertised as that. But it, you know what? Overall, still enjoyed the movie. But I wouldn't have paid a premium for it. Yeah. I wouldn't have paid a premium for Shang-Chi, and I really like that movie. Yeah. And I wouldn't have paid a premium for it. Right. You know, there's very few movies that I would pay a premium for. This one happened to be one of them. Endgame would have been one of them. But, but like, there's very few, so I would just go on another weekend day. So, like, I really believe if this is a, if, if this does well, and it looks like it's across the board, everybody else is, uh, throughout other places have told me they paid a premium for this. If this is what theaters might try doing and studios might try doing in the future, it might bite them in the ass because a lot of people aren't going to go because, yes, for something like Spider-Man, you'll do well. But for something like Venom, you're not going to do that well. Morbius is coming out in January. I guarantee nobody's oh, yeah. going to pay a fucking premium fee to see that on a Thursday. Yeah. They should pay us the premium <sighs> fee to go see that on a Thursday. But with that being said, guys, how do you feel about this new what seems to be a new surcharge going around for a big blockbuster movie. It stinks and I don't like it. Oh, yeah. I got that. I, I got it for you, Diesel. Hold on. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Sorry, Diesel. Yeah, it's, this is just bad. Like, So you're going to you're gonna determine based off the 
quote unquote popularity of a movie, how much more you're going to charge. Like if you're going to raise the prices, just raise the prices, but more for the implications for you guys, where it's, you guys got the unlimited pass and this is not a IMAX. This is not 40 yeah. X. This is not 3d. What are you paying a surcharge for? Yeah, if we're going to pay a surcharge for it, I'm going to be like, listen, why do I have this? Well, I mean, I still yeah. would keep it for the weekends, but why do I have the pass? A lot of times it's like, because I could use it for any movie, yeah. including premieres, and yeah. it says it in our thing. Yeah. It didn't ever said that they could charge us a surcharge for it. And no. all of a sudden today, we paid, and like I said, it's not a lot. We paid yeah. $4, but $4 is $4 more than I would pay. That is what we pay to go see a 3D movie, and this is not going to be in 3 We're not seeing it in 3D. We're seeing a standard film. Now, right? if it's if they want to do something like we, they, we got for... Uh, Rocky versus Drago, where you know they pipe in a live Q and A with Sylvester Stallone before the movie on premiere night, like they do a Q and A with the star or something like that. Cool. At least we're getting something for that four dollars. You're making an event out of it, but you're not. This is the same movie that I'm going to see either Thursday or Sunday. So there's no, it's no, you know, red carpet. This is a Binghamton, New York movie theater. Yeah. There is no need to charge any extra money. Right, and we live in an area, before you make your point, because yeah. I know you have a point here, uh, I may have been interested in it earlier. We live in an area where it very rarely sells out. Yeah. yeah. Like, ahead of time. There's still walk-up tickets most of the time. Endgame is the closest thing that was sold out, and it was selling yeah. out for, like, when you were walking up. They yeah. would sell it, and then they're like, okay, this one's sold out, you can go to the next one, if you were walking up and yeah. you didn't buy advanced tickets. But if you bought tickets in advance, everybody got yeah. the, sh- like, you might have not gotten the exact showing you wanted, but you got a ticket to it. It's not yeah. like in New York City, where people waited two weeks to see Endgame because you couldn't get a fucking ticket to it. This is a yeah. whole different beast here in, New- in Binghamton, New York. We're in upstate New York. We're in a small city in upstate yeah. New York. It's not, you know, uh, hard to get a ticket any other day of the week. Yeah, no, I, like, I'll be honest. If if it wasn't because all you guys were going, I wouldn't even be going on Thursday nights because I my you know with my job and being out, you know yeah. nine nine o'clock I turn into a pumpkin. People I'm like I got to be up by five thirty, and I'm not. You guys know I'm not a good morning person. So maybe the Green Goblin will throw you. Maybe whatever. Well, but, that's why like, you're also selective about what movies you yeah, come see on yeah, Thursday. Too. Right. Like I like. There's a lot of times we're like, oh, we're gonna go. See. I'm like, yeah, I'll just catch it over the weekend. Like yeah. I I I'm okay going to watch a movie by myself. I know some people aren't, and I understand going with friends and watching a movie with people so you can laugh joke whatever and just you know better stuff off people i get it but like paying four dollars for this like i would have just went on friday <laughs> yeah i but, agree with like, like like i'm because i'll be off like, i'm off anyway so i could just gone for showing on friday because i would never have talked to any of you guys before that because you all go to work the next day yeah. i would have been at the 11 o'clock showing on friday and still been able to see it and talk to you guys <laughs> right right that's my point uh I was in a weird spot with this movie because I'm going to be going to Pittsburgh that weekend for a football game for, for Pittsburgh Steelers game, taking my son there for his first NFL game. So like, it's a weird, like, like dichotomy that like, if I want to go with my friends, yeah. I have to go on Thursday. If not, I'm just going to see it, with, which I'm probably going to see it again yeah. on Saturday when we have time to kill, as long as there's a movie theater, which I'm assuming in the Pittsburgh area, there's definitely a movie theater, but yeah. still. I, I, you know, but it's just like a really weird, like, and I think there's a lot of backlash that these guys don't understand with doing shit like this. And one of them, and we kind of talked about it earlier is, you know, this is something where people might really rate your movie differently. Like, listen, you paid a premium for this film. And yes, I, I, I assume like most of us and we're hyped up to see Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm assuming that this is going to be a great movie, but if it doesn't live up to the hype, people are going to slaughter this for paying extra money. You know, that's going to happen. So I don't know. Is the risk really worth the reward? 
I mean, there's that. Like, it's, it's not really worth the reward. It's not. The risk isn't. I mean, the risk is right there. But, I mean, like it or not, we're joking around about the money. But, like, it's for diesel, it's an extra five fifty. For Rich and I, because we're on the other one, plan was $4. $4. And, and this time, you know, with everything going on in this past year, that five fifty is the difference of somebody going to see a movie or not. Like, oh. like I'm, I'm sorry. It, it, it's... It's the honest truth. Even yeah. you know, you're absolutely right. And let's let's even put it in a broader perspective. That's the difference between somebody who doesn't have the means. Thankfully, at this table, knock on wood, and I'm knocking legit. You know, we are very lucky and blessed that we are all doing well in our in our in our professional lives. That we can afford to go to the movies, and yeah. me and me and Ron can afford twenty three dollars a month. There's people who can't afford twenty three dollars, and I get that. And if you're one of them, I, my heart goes out, and I understand. It sucks because maybe that person really has loved Spider Man, and they really wanted to go on Thursday because maybe that's the only day. Like I said, that's the only yeah. day I can go with my friends. Maybe that person wanted to go, and guess what? They had the eleven fifty, but they don't have seventeen. Yeah, and that's a really shitty thing to do to people. It really is. Yeah. And then that person isn't going to be able to see the movie until whenever because they might have only had Thursday. Sometimes people only have that day. Like I said, in my particular case, if I want to see this movie with my friends, I have to go yeah. Thursday. There's no like if, ands, or buts. I can't just go, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to catch it. Yeah, I'm going to probably catch it over the weekend with my kid, too. I get it. I'm going to go see it twice. Ooh. I, you know, I'm fancy, yeah. <laughs> if you will. But at the same point in juncture, I do want to go with my friends as well. Thursday has become our movie night. So I like to go to the movies with my friends. I just, I just, it's just a weird thing for me, and I don't necessarily like it. Once again, I understand with the gravity of the movie. I get it. I get trying to make extra money, but I'm just nervous that the, if this works for this movie, which it will, I'm just nervous that they're going to do this in the future for all movies, and I don't think that that's a good thing. Yeah, in my opinion. And like, I understand like movie theaters, you know, they've had a rough year, but they also got the fifteen dollar bill, fifteen billion dollar bailout last year for this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's like. This is one of those ones where it's like, don't, don't, yeah. don't get caught with your hand in the cookie jar because it's gonna. And mind be- you, if this was a mom and pop place, I would not complain at all because they didn't get the bailout no. money. Yeah. And I would not complain at all if this was helping going to keep the lights on in a local mom and pop operation. But we're going to fucking Regal Cinemas, yeah. who got part of that bailout money, got the majority of that bailout money because they have the most theaters. Yeah. Cinemark got it too. So did an AMC. And I can't remember the other one because there's one other major one. But yeah. the four major ones all got bailed out. Guys, come on. Yeah. I'm sorry. But the whole thing of the promotion of the unlimited pass. I mean, and you're saying, oh, now there's this surcharge. They make us sign a yeah. year contract on that. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm going to be like, dude, that's the loophole for me to be out of my year contract if I choose so. Now, mind you, I will probably still keep mine only because, yes, A, I can afford it. Yeah. But B, I could also use it on, I use it to go see other movies and on other nights. Yeah. And it does work out to save for me yeah. because I see more than, th- I, you know, me and Ron both go to the movies a lot. Yeah. This just makes it, you know, sometimes I go to, like, this makes me go to movies that I'm questioning, so I yeah. still get to go see them. But at the same time, we go a lot. So I'm using it at least a minimum of once a week, yeah. which if you do the math at 11, we talked earlier, 11.50 a ticket uh, locally, yeah, yeah. that means after the second showing, I'm paid for pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I get 10% off of concessions. Yeah. And, uh, and then all the points you get, because you get all those free points just to see the movies. So I'm pretty much getting a free small drink and free popcorn every time I walk in the door. Yeah. But anyways, I, I digress. I just, I just, I don't like the move overall. Like I said, I understand. I do. I'm all for commerce, whatever. But I just don't like if this is where it's going to go. Once again, I would never pay a surcharge to see some of the movies we saw this year, even before. I'm not even talking about how we felt after them. I loved Last Night in Soho. Love oh, yeah. it. I think everybody here yeah. did. We gave it all great scores. It's in the contendership to be my movie of the year. That's how much I like that movie. But I don't know if I would have paid going into it, especially going into it, because I, 
we didn't know anything really about it. We saw we thought it was interesting and, and promising, and it was kind of weird looking, and that's why we went. But there was no way I would have paid seventeen dollars not no. No, sight unseen, I, or for or for me a four dollar extra surcharge. I would have just waited to see it that weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's just weird implications too. Like, can they if movie theaters all across the board start doing this? Can they sort of like guide? Uh, like Oscar nominees to get more views because oh yeah all these blockbusters you're paying $22 to see now $17 to see this movie we want you to see that's $10 still or yeah even worse yeah. like like you said yeah. think about it an Oscar dotted movie or one that they're really pushing they're like oh that premiere night when you're paying $17 for this big blockbuster hey we'll put that out for five bucks yeah $5 ticket for this movie. So why would you pay 12 extra dollars? Yeah. So Which, I might gamble on a movie yeah. like that. Well, I mean, I have unlimited, so it's different. Yeah. But like somebody like Diesel, especially, who does like to watch Oscar-dominated movies and watches them usually every year, yeah. he's going to go pick that fucking movie. They did that right before the pandemic for like all the Oscar-nominated movies. Yeah, they do that every year. It was, like, it was like six bucks to go watch any one of these movies. Diesel want more than I yeah. want. Yeah. Regal, Regal, <laughs> Regal every year does yeah. one It's one price. It's usually like yeah. 10 bucks or something. Oh, yeah. And you get to watch all eight films that are nominated yeah. for yeah. Best Picture. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And it's a good thing. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not trying to vilify anybody. You know this is a Hollywood thing because if you know anything about movie theaters, they don't make shit off of the showings. That's why the unlimited passes happen because they don't make money yeah. off of showing a movie. They make money at the concession yeah. stand. And that's why I've been buying more concessions than yeah, I normally exactly. do too. Yeah, because I'm, well, I'm saving money too, yeah. so why not? But um, once again, there's probably somebody out there going, I can't believe you guys are wanting just go on a different day. I get your point too, but we're not just whining for us. I'm saying there's people out there who can't afford to go. Yeah, and I think that's a really shitty, shitty thing to do. Because believe it or not, we live in an area where it's only eleven fifty. I know that there's listeners of this show that live in bigger markets like yeah. New York City and stuff that already 24. are paying. Uh, when I went to see Bond, it yeah. was seventeen fifty. That was right. a normal price to go see Bond on opening night because we were down New York Comic Con and we went to the Times Square Regal and saw Bond. Uh, mind you, I paid zero dollars because I have unlimited. But the two gentlemen I was with, which both of course, of course, Padawan J and Ken M from the ODPH. They both paid seventeen fifty a ticket. I don't know why he yeah, I keep telling you get the unlimited, but whatever. So I didn't pay. Love you, I, paid, I paid zero dollars because mine is of. I can use mine at any regal. That's why I paid for the twenty three dollar mm. one, and it paid off in in fucking spades yeah. because in New York City I paid zero dollars for my movie experience. Yeah. By the way, if I wanted to go see it in four DX, I could have gone for eight bucks. It was twenty five bucks for them piece. I try to convince them because I was like, what, "What's another eight bucks, right?" Me, you try I'm, to convince I'll, them, like, ah, "Come on, let's go." You're paying another eight bucks. I'm paying eight bucks. I feel like it's free. I feel like it makes sense, you know. Smoke and rain and everything will be coming in the theater, but but you know, like 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 like. So there, there's something to be said. So if you're already in New York City, where it's seventeen fifty, and I'm paying four dollars more or five dollars more, we're, so now you're at like twenty two bucks, like he just said. Yeah. To go see it on opening night. And once again, what if Thursday was the only chance you had? Yeah. Or what if you're that big of a fan? Because I understand being a fan. We're a fan of a lot of things. I'm a, I'm a huge GCW, Mark. So isn't Diesel. We buy all of their pay-per-views <laughs> on fight. Like, I can only imagine if all of a sudden Brett was like, hey, guys, it's going to be an extra 10 bucks." Like, fuck. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're, 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 you're chipping into my pockets deep, bro. You know? It is what so I, I'm trying to fight for the little guy too. So if you guys did, felt offended, then I'm glad you had it like that. That you're just worried about the different day. But I think it's a slippery slope. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But we do have some news, and that news is that it was announced today. As we recorded, we record on Mondays. If you're on Patreon, you get to hear this Monday nights. It was announced today. Sony has come to another three picture deal with Disney to continue having Spider-Man movies made. 
in the Marvel name from Disney. Uh, so it looks like Spider-Man staying in the MCU, gentlemen. How do you feel about this uh, groundbreaking news, by the way? Z- no no idea how much money exchanged hands here, but I'm assuming it was some. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely some. And it, it was Sony actually making the deal. Yeah, like, Sony made the deal this time Disney, instead of Disney. Which is which makes you show that they wanted, like yeah. they realized that they need this. Could it have to do with Venom not making that much yes. money? I mean, I understand we've been in the top five at a million dollars because you don't have to be much. But let's be honest. Worldwide, it hasn't made a shit ton of money. No. It's not going to make the money Spider-Man does on and, opening week. And Morbius isn't going to make the money. Uh, it, it's not. It's not going to do enough. And Sony, need, like Sony's close to closing, man. Dude, they're, they, they're, they're well, hurting. Yeah, well, of course they're hurting because they dropped the ball on that PlayStation Five release yeah. as well. PlayStation now, Five, the TV, like they're 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 hurting. They're they're borderline people. And this Spider-Man deal is what's keeping them alive. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Sony, well, Disney being gracious is doing this because you know Disney could just buy them out, and they probably will eventually. But, uh, Diesel, what you got? I, for one, welcome Miles Morales to the fray. Dude, I am super pumped that that's <laughs> yeah. an option. Yeah. I really want yes. I really want that to happen. I really, really, really want that to happen. There's a lot of cool things that I think this opens the door for. Yes. Also, it opens the door for not shoddy writing because when the MCU's in charge, they're the ones writing the scripts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they have to play ball. Yeah, they kind of have to do what Sony wants. Finally, Sony gets their Sinister Six. We kind of know this in this new movie, just from the trailers. Whatever. But at least it was written by the people at Marvel. So their fourth is not going to be as hokey and pokey. Look at Venom, let there be carnage to understand how far away Sony writing is from Marvel writing. Because Marvel had nothing to do with the Venom movie. Yeah. Well, I I agree there, but that also proves there's probably going to be an extra... And in the credit scenes, oh yeah, because absolutely. The, the, all writing on this deal. Too. Oh, and absolutely. I, I bet you, and I bet you, Disney was like, "This scene, this scene's not coming in because we're done with you." Well, you know what Disney did? I put, I put it this way because we know Sony was the one that made the deal and approached the deal. Yeah, Disney probably did the bonus scene and went, "Well, here's the bonus scene no, that, yeah. in case we're going to still do business together, and here's the bonus scene if we're not doing business together." And they probably watched that bonus scene in uh, the Marvel Disney movie Magic and went, ooh, I want that scene. You know what I mean? And I I bet you that's what it is. That's what Kevin Fahey dreamed of. (laughs) I I would not be surprised if it's not Fantastic Four related. Oh, that would be amazing. I just want to see Spider-Man in a Fantastic Four outfit with the bag over his head. Well, even if it's not that, even if it's just like him coming up in front of the Baxter building. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. Like, I bet you... I, 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 if it is the, the final scene that got them, I would not be surprised. And Spider-Man, as you pointed out, does tie in perfectly oh, yeah. with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. They operate out of the same city. They, they also team up all the time. As a matter of fact, Spider-Man he, was a member of the Fantastic Four yeah. for and, a little bit. And then the new Fantastic Four and then mm-hmm. him and Johnny Storm have been our like, best buds for a lot of runs. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It is a possibility. Maybe that's what they showed him. Like, you get the Fantastic Four end credit scene that everybody talks about. Or we just throw Venom, your own character, <laughs> into this scene. And eh, the crowd just boos because they didn't like that fucking movie. <laughs> no, yeah. no, the crowd did like that movie. And that's what's wrong with the crowds. Well, I, I don't know how much the crowd liked the movie. There was a good number, but there was a lot of people who didn't. There was a lot of people. Because even though it stays around the top five, it stays around the top five because making a million dollars now can stay keep you in the top five. It ain't because people love that fucking film. No. That's for damn sure. I, I wanted to go rewatch it, and I still couldn't go rewatch no. it. With Even my, with Unlimited. With unlimited pass. <laughs> I was like, I, cho- I chose Resident Evil. Welcome oh. to Raccoon City. I don't know if I can sit through it again. 
So, uh, real quick, though, I do want to say before, because that was all that was pretty much in the news this week, I do want to give a quick shout-out to things. There will be no spoilers, so don't worry, but there's some recommendations on things that have come out that we have been watching. First and foremost, Cowboy Bebop live action on Netflix. I know Ron's made it all the way through. I'm I'm a few episodes in because I'm a little behind, but... I'm thinking it's very good. So if you ain't checking it out, I think you should. Are you recommending it as no. well, Ron? Recommend it. I will just say this. Yes, it's not completely like the anime. But it is the same story, just with a little more backstory. It's worth a watch. It's a fun ride. I think Johnny Cho there is doing amazing things. He's trying to make him spike his own character, but stay within the parameters yeah. that are there. He's doing a great job. And the fact that he's doing all that, I love every I love every character. And you wait until the last episode. It's worth everything up to the last two minutes of the last episode. That's all I'm saying. All right. So next up, of course, is something that dropped this week. And they dropped two episodes, not just one. And that, of course, is Hawkeye. Uh, Ron, no spoilers. Of course, we're not spoiling it at all. Are you recommending Hawkeye? Uh, I'm recommending it, but I'm just saying Kate Bishop saved lives in that first episode. That's all I'm saying. She saved all those lives. You, you'll understand when you see it because you'll get it. She, it's worth a watch. And then, then the different point of view. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I loved what I've seen so far, those two episodes. Yeah. I can't recommend this enough. Yeah. Uh, like if you guys read the Matt Fraction line of, uh, of Hawkeye, they are literally taking it almost directly from yes. the comic this time. I mean, there's, of course, a little bit of MCU change. But a lot of it is the same. And there's even a scene. I'm going to show the guys here uh, because it's not a spoiler. There's even a scene that is lined up exactly yes. with how it is in the comic book. Yes. So, I mean, actually multiple scenes. But that was the one that uh, a, a but, buddy of ours, good old, our good friend, at Trey Driven 83, shout out to, to the big homie. But you know you know the scene that I'm talking about in the beginning of the oh, where yeah. she saved all those lives. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, this is it's really good. I've read the Matt Fraction run, and then I reread it just coming into this, knowing that this was probably going to be if because of all the promotional materials. I am super pumped for the rest of the season. Matt Fraction run, if you are a comic book fan, is an amazing run yeah, for Hawkeye. Uh, Marvel Unlimited, you can pay for the monthly per subscription and get it all for free. It is beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, once again, we do not are not sponsored by Marvel Unlimited, no. but it is a good service if you're a comic book fan. Also, DC has theirs as well. But uh, Marvel Unlimited is one of my personal favorites. After six months after it hits the shelves, it's automatically on there for free. Well, for your monthly subscription. But dude, the stuff that you could read from the past, Star Wars comics and everything else, super good. So I, I guess there's a plug for that too. So both of us are highly recommended. Diesel has not seen Hawkeye yet, but he's going to be checking it out. Highly recommend it. And last but certainly not least, this is something I haven't seen and Diesel hasn't seen. And no spoilers, but Ron, without spoilers, you did go see the new Resident Evil movie. Would you recommend our viewers to go see the Resident Evil movie? Furthermore, for those of you at home, where would you rate it on the nerd scale in your opinion? Of course, if you don't know the nerd scale, it's an entertainment scale that we do every week on the reviews. If you're a new listener, uh, where one is a no, two is you've been warned, three is take it or leave it, which means you can watch it when it's free. There's no rush to see it. Uh, four is just take my money. So that means you should probably go to the theater and see it uh, or buy it and see it if you have to and watch it you know, as much as you can. And five, of course, a certified nerd. That means it's an instant classic. Where would you rate it and would you recommend going to see uh, Resident Evil, what was it? Rac- Welcome, Welcome to Raccoon, Raccoon City, City, right? Uh, it's 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 a two people. <laughs> like it's it, like and basically it's introduce all the major characters from the game, and then all the Star Trek red shirts. That's yep. basically all it is. 
they just real quick just stick to the video game. So it, it's it takes place in three parts. <laughs> okay. Man, so it's just that's it. There's this part, this part, and this part. It's maybe a glorified streaming service movie. Ah. Like when you like the cast it, it has like, an all star cast. Like like overall the all cast is good, but it's just like you're watching the you're like so you don't yeah. regret seeing it, but I'm yeah, not, you couldn't. Re- yeah. You can't really recommend. No, it I, like I only want because I had the unlimited pass, and like you said, Liquorice like, Pizza wasn't there. When you have time, yeah, I, I should have went and see Life of Gucci or whatever it is, uh, House of Gucci. Out, but I've Gucci. heard bad things about that too. I've, I've heard it next. Yeah. Uh, whatever, Adam Driver's way worth uh, watching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, with that being said, that's going to finish up this week's edition of the Nerd News. We are going to take the break. When we come back, it's going to be Diesel's movie triple stuff, and of course, our Thanksgiving hangover. Over review of planes, trains, and automobiles. What's up, nerds? Tyler Mack here from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Now, you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds, Rich, Ron, and Diesel, our Nerd Council Brothers. After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating and a review, and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Big week in the box office. Coming in at number five, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City with uh, 5.3 for the weekend for a total gross of $8.8 million. Good Lord. And Seriously? You, yeah. It made money, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Was, uh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Number four this week, The Eternals with $7.9 million. Well, I mean, still people are still going to see Eternals, so that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> well, if you would have gone and seen House of Gucci... We have seen uh, added to the fourteen point two million dollars. Okay. Uh, number two this week, Ghostbusters Afterlife pulling another twenty four point five million. Not bad for a second week slump. Even that's yeah. staying in the twenties is a good thing for your second week. Yep. And then number one, uh, the animated movie Encanto with twenty seven million dollars. Oh. I've heard good things about that, but once again, it's an it's an animated movie, family movie. This is the right time of year. I'm I'm assuming that movie is going to hover in that one two spot for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Easily. Uh, because uh, coming up this week, there's no real contenders to take it out. We have Silent Night, Wolf, and Flea coming out. Uh, and then uh, December 10th, West Side Story, Being the Ricardos, Red Rocket, The Hating Game. Uh, nothing major until Spider-Man on December 17th. Yeah, then after that, uh, the week after that, we have like a whole litany. There's like The Matrix yeah. comes out. And I think there's like two other big time movies that come out. It's got a, there's a big end of the month. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it coming into the close of the month. Uh, so with that being said, Diesel, top three this week. The top three is what three franchises just need to stop. You tried. You gave a gallant effort. Just stop. Oh, man. I'm, I'm ready for this. So <laughs> number three. You know, 
I've been thinking about this long and hard when I wanted to pick. Long and hard. Number three is going to have to be The Conjuring. And the reason why is because the last yeah. one was not a fan of. Like, it was okay for a crime drama, but I, yeah. I didn't think that's what we signed up for. Uh, so I'm going to say The Conjuring franchise is coming to its end, so you got to go. It's got to go. Number two on my list, and the only reason it's not number one is because number one's been needed to go, but this one has definitely hit me, especially after Halloween Kills, is the Halloween franchise. Holy shit. How many bad movies? Like, I love the Halloween franchise, but when I really thought about it, we when we started re-reviewing the movies this year for uh, Horror Zone 607, I realized that most of the movies are not good in that franchise. You have very few that are good. Like, the good, of course, legendary movie, one of the greatest of all times in the original Halloween. Halloween 2 is watchable, but it's like a 6 out of 10 movie at best. You have Then you have, you know, 4 was not the worst Five is almost unwatchable. Six is unwatchable. Seven, which is H2O, is is good. That That's actually better than two. I, I gave that like a seven out of ten. And then you have the worst movie in the franchise in Resurrection. The Rob Zombie movies are what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the two new ones, which Halloween 2018 was okay. I think overall I've given it a six and a half out of ten. So it's not as that's not as good as H2O, but it's also a little better than the original Halloween 2. And then the new movie, whew, got one of my lowest scores. The only things that score below it is are Curse of Michael Myers and Resurrection. And that's not good company to be in. So I think that franchise needs to get. And then my number one, and you knew it was coming. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like, fucking come on, man. Come on, man. Man, win. Win, people. Win, Lord. When can we get rid of these movies? They're just like, getting started. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> Ken M is right, though, man. He said that they're going to outer space, and they kind of half-assed did an F9. Oh. So an F10, full-on outer space, guys. That's all I can tell you. And uh, I guess, uh, speaking of news coming out, what was the last week or the week before? Because we don't care about this, but uh, Vin Diesel wrote an open letter to The Rock about coming back, burying the hatchet. Oh, my fucking God. Because family... Ron, what's your top three? So when I went shopping Saturday, um, I got purchased what my uh, Christmas gift my mom was getting me, and uh, it came with you know, do you want to pay the extra money for the extra uh, security or you know, yeah, yeah, insurance, insurance, that's it, and I'm like, no, I'll gamble. I take my, I live my life one quarter mile at a time. (laughs) The poor cashier looked at me. I go, yeah, that just happened, dude. I'm sorry. Like, but it's just kind of funny because we were talking about how bad those movies are. Oh. And he's just looking at me laughing. He's like, well, I'll probably have to tell this story later in life. I go, that's the point of it. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I will go with you. Number three will be Fast and Furious. Uh, it, it's got to stop. Like, And I've watched them all. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. But uh, number two, I, I'm kind of leaning. And this is just to show that I'm not biased, people. Transformers kind of need to stop. Like, even though I love Bumblebee, I have no faith in this Beast Rises or Rise of the Beast or whatever they're supposed to be calling it. I mean, I hope it's good, but it, it it's, it's got to stop. And number one, sorry, there's only one good movie out of these ones. And that's Terminator. I, mean, I could argue, too, because I could argue the original is is good but the original is more of a horror movie the original is more of a horror movie two 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 is is, is an amazing movie and it's probably it's probably a near perfect movie 
I but once again, and, and it, if and I'm it, arguing that two out of five uh, yeah. movies or six movies is, yeah. is all you got, that's pretty the bad. Plus, plus the Sarah Chronicle Chronicles. The show, show wasn't horrible. It wasn't. I didn't mind the show, but, but, it, was, but it was tied into T two. Yeah. So and T and T two uh, by itself ended that franchise. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that ended perfectly. You had no reason melting to himself with the thumbs yep, up. Yep. I'll and be back. I understand why you like why you guys cry now, but I can never do it. Like, t- like, <laughs> let's be honest. It's, people. it's, a, it's, it's T two is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But I agree. Uh, Diesel, <laughs> Diesel shaking his head over here. I'm so pissed off at you, Ron. Why? Because he picked Terminator? No, no. Because he didn't pick the one that you the obvious one that I thought he would go with. Huh? Oh no, I'm glad you didn't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. Oh no, we're we're not giving you back John Wick. Yeah. Oh, right, right, But I will go in the I will go in the John Wick f- genre. Stupid action movies for the sake of being action. Your guys's Fast and the Furious is my Expendables. Fuck those movies. Oh no, are I, they making another one? Yeah, 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 yeah they're, they're always making another one. Yeah, there, there's it's been in the works for the last two years. Okay. Yep. Fair uh, enough. Number two, I enjoyed the first one. After that, I stopped enjoying them. Men in Black. Yeah, yeah they've yeah, gotten yeah. real bad. Yeah. yeah, I never watched the third one, fourth one, fourth one. Fourth, I think we're on the fourth one yeah. now. And then my number one was actually going to be a shot at you, but you had to fucking accept it and fucking give it yourself. Transformers. Because oh, yeah. I'm the same thing. Yeah, like, I enjoyed Bumblebee, but the rest of those movies are god awful. Well, as long as they're owned by Platinum Dune. <laughs> like, 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 I'm honest. Like, I liked the first one when it first came out, but after rewatch. And then two, like I could have rewrote that movie and made it ten times better, oh. and still have the same points. Yeah. Like, and it would have been ten times better. Yeah. And three, let's face it, three was just a copy. Well, they were, they were, yeah, they were just yeah. bad. And then you get the four. Mark Wahlberg joins the group. Uh, Usually a good thing for the franchise. Look at Planet of the Apes. The, the only good thing in four was a uh, 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 T.J. Mo- Mullen, T.J. Mullen, yeah, when he but he dies real quick in it, but yeah. he like he was the only good part of that movie, yeah. and then there was five. Yeah. You you you're only excited about T.J. Miller because he's the director of the Deadpool movies. Well, that he's funny, and he's Ryan Reynolds' buddy. Yeah. He is he's funny. Reynolds. He is funny. He's actually good. At, yeah. I I actually enjoy T.J. Miller. Yeah. I just wanted to pick on you a Dude, little bit. Yeah. So anytime I can pick on your your Ryan crush Ryan. on Ryan Reynolds, well, you I came can, by looking at the Deadpool poster back there. <laughs> they, they Canada just gave him like the Canadian like the highest Canadian award that they can give to him. And, like, oh, hey, a whole music video hey, that's that's a boot. It's a boot right. It's boot time. Just saying. Well, that brings us to Diesel's Movie Club. Diesel, what is this week's Diesel's Movie Club? You're going with that holiday hangover. We are talking about the, as you put it, second best Thanksgiving movie of all time. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's right. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was released on November 25th of 1987. That's right. Let's go back in time. 92-minute runtime. Uh, the Produced by Hughes Entertainment. Distributed by Paramount Pictures. No surprise because it was written, produced, and directed by John Hughes, yep. the legendary director John Hughes. Uh, it stars Steve Martin and John Candy, amongst other people, but let's be honest, those are the only two important people. Cinematography by Donald Peterman, edited by Paul Hirsch, music by Ira Newborn. Uh, budget of this movie was $30 million. Can you believe that? In 87, $30 million. That's a lot. I don't even know what the hell they spent the $30 million on. Uh, do you want to guess what it made in the box office? I think it did decent. I think it got us following in home videos, though. So I'm going to say like $65 million. Ron. Oh, God. I'm always bad with this one. Uh, plane train, you said 65 yeah. I'll go a little higher. I'll go 72 
Guys were both off $49.5 million, yeah, but it made us money back. Yeah. See, all you have to do in a comedy, as we know from our good friend uh, Kevin Smith, is just make your money back. Uh, so, uh, it, real quick synopsis. I'm going to give you the synopsis of the film because it's an older film for everybody at home. Uh, easily excitable Neil Page, played by Steve Martin, is somewhat of a control freak. Trying to get home to Chicago to spend Thanksgiving with his wife, uh, Layla Robbins, and kids, his Flight is rerouted to a distant city in Kansas because of a freak snowstorm, and his sanity begins to fray. Worse yet, he is forced to bunk up with talkative Del Griffith, played by John Candy, whom he finds extremely annoying. Together, they must overcome the insanity of holiday travel to reach their intended destination. Uh, first of all, I'm going to do this a little differently because I don't know if there's really much negatives. I'm going to go around the table. There, I mean, it is what it is. It's one of the most classic not just holiday movies, but comedies of all time. I mean, it's got one of the greatest writer-directors in John Hughes, especially in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, if you're not familiar with John Hughes, you are familiar. You just don't realize it uh, because, you know, 16 Candles, Babysitter Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and, and so many more. If it's a hit in the 1980s, chances are John Hughes made yeah. the movie. Yeah. Let's be honest. So with that being said, uh, I just wanted to kind of kick it out to you guys about your kind of favorites for the movie. And if there, you do have any negatives, go ahead and throw them in there as well. I'm going to say I, I love this movie. It, it pairs John Candy up with the perfect foil in Steve Martin. John Candy always works great when he has the opposite of himself in the movie. Uh, I'm also thinking Armed and Dangerous. Yep. Oh, There's yeah. another example of John Candy having the perfect person to play against him. He's, he's always the loud, boisterous... Uh, if if you guys are a little a little older but younger than uh, us remembering this, he's like what Chris Farley would become. Uh, John Candy is amazing and everything yeah. he was in. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Home Alone, we were just talking about holiday movies not that long ago. His, his part in Home Alone is almost a show stealer. But that's yeah. the kind of character. Yeah. He's he's loud and obnoxious and very full and vibrant and very physical in his comedy. And when he's with somebody who's more reserved, which Steve Martin for the most part is... Yeah and especially in this movie is, it makes for an, an awesome pairing. And I really think this was one of the greatest buddy comedy movies in the era of buddy comedies. Because remember, the late 70s throughout the 80s was buddy comedy galore. That that spurned such great things as Twins. It spurned all the great Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder movies. movies. <laughs> which there's too many to list, but amongst no. them, see no evil, no, hear no, no evil. evil. amazing. And, and so many more. So like this is buddy comedy central. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles, Diesel? Yeah, this was a great movie of an unlikely duo trying to make it home for the holidays, and then there's a big reveal towards the end of the movie, which is heartbreaking, but you, it gives to the film. Um, and then just classic scenes of, like, you guys remember the car rental scene? Where oh, yeah. Steve yeah. Martin finally snaps, goes on an <laughs> F-bomb-ridden <laughs> rampage, and the, the lady just sits there taking it. You know, f bomb after f bomb. Well, sir, then you're fucked. Just <laughs> like wow. Yeah, my my parents wouldn't let me watch that that one scene until I was about ten. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that made a difference. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> just a great movie. And like for you younger people who haven't seen this movie, uh, they kind of tried to redo it not too long ago with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis in Due Date. Yes, that's pretty much playing Strange and Automobile is just more modern. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work the same for me. No, no, it wasn't no, horrible, yeah. but it didn't work no, it, the same as as this yeah. movie did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. It's a great movie for you know, like you said, uh, Thanksgiving movies. If you want to rotate between the two, uh, I I saw it late because watching movies, you know, in my household at first was kind of a pain. So I didn't, you know, I saw it late. 
Um, my parents were really stickler on the rated R thing for for a little while. Yeah. Um, but once it was one of those comedies that I did finally get and watched, and you know, my sister worked at a video store for a minute, so it was the start. Yeah. It, that's pretty much where I started with comedies and all that stuff with the rated R comedies, and it's it's a solid movie all the way through. Two great actors. Um, definitely worth one of the seasonal watches once a year. Yeah, it's two of the greatest comedic performers yeah. of all time. I mean, really, when you boil it down. I mean, you don't get much more top tier than Steve no. Martin and John yeah. Candy. Especially then. They're both in their prime at that yeah. point. And and I, I would Steve say, Martin is a straight guy to the wackiness of John Candy. Which is well, weird because Steve Martin was usually the wacky guy. Yeah. I mean, the jerk, need oh, I say more? Yeah. He's usually used to being the wacky guy. So the fact that in this movie he plays the straight guy. Such yeah. a great straight guy. And it's guy. amazing. It's, it's, it's really hey, cool. Have you ever heard the story about him and learning how to play the banjo? No, he he just Steve Martin would ju- just picked up the banjo one day and just started playing it just to play it. He's like, he goes, I never took a lesson because I, I just I figured one of these days I'd just be able to play the banjo. So he would just pull, practice the banjo all the time, learn to play the banjo, and then like when he's on sets with like new people and stuff, he would just pull out the banjo and start playing it and like have like yeah. <laughs> with, with like new pe- like new actors and all that stuff or. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great duo. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think this movie alone, even though I think they've worked together on some other smaller things, these are the only two that they really starred with right. the two of them together. Uh, like they've they've been in other movies together, but this is the only one where they were the focal point. I think that they still go down in some of those great, you know, even just with one movie, they can join the list of the Gene Wilders and Richard Pryors right. or Chris Farley and David Spade, like of some of the greatest titans of like, you know, teaming up in movies. I really do. I think that that's how good their chemistry is in just this movie. Yeah, I mean, okay. I would have loved to see more from both of them together, but unfortunately, John Candy was taken to it from us too soon. So uh, that's that's one of the the sad notes in Hollywood that uh, we didn't get to see the final form of, of John Candy. Because John Ca- Candy is is much like John Goodman, and that there was not yeah. a bad John. Like there might have been a bad John Candy movie because a couple of them weren't the greatest, but there was never a bad John Candy performance. Yeah. No. Like even in bad movies, he's good, which saves the movie and makes it so it's not unwatchable. Yeah, and he- in any case. And like you said, he's he wasn't like I I understand bad movies, but like I don't even think there was really too many that were horrible. Oh no, no, like like, like just with him in it alone. I mean, like you said, him playing off, being able to play off somebody like even Uncle Buck was, you know, him and Macaulay Culkin, like like it or not, like oh, they they played off each other amazingly in that movie. Well, you you also had like like that's the, the old school that old school group together of of, of actors in the comedy realm with like Steve Martin and Martin Short. And you know yeah. that's that's the era of yeah. Dan Aykroyd and and yeah. Bill Murray and, and and Harold Ramis and all those guys yeah. coming up together. Like a lot of them were on SNL, and the ones that weren't on SNL were SNL adjacent. Yeah, yeah. they're on SCTV. Yeah. yeah, so like it was kind of like it's a, it was a really yeah. awesome era of comedy in, in the eighties. Yeah, have you seen that show with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short about um, the new one? Yeah, no, I haven't I, seen it yet, I, but I've, I've heard, heard I've heard, heard good, good things. things. Well, Martin Short's fucking yeah. hilarious. Bye-bye. Him and Steve Martin have done a yeah. ton of movies yeah. together. And they're and they, a really good team. And they were doing that their tour together. Yeah. They're a comedy tour for a minute. Yeah, they live tour together. Or, yeah, they comedy tour, live show, whatever you want to call it. You throw Billy Crystal in that mix and so many more. Like, it was yeah. a great era for comedy. If you guys, the younger listeners, I would really say go back. And I know it's before your time. I would say go back and watch this movie in particular because we're yeah. talking about it. We're going to give our scores in a minute and all that stuff. But also, there's a lot of great comedies in the 1980s. Yeah. I mean, if you see... Eddie Murphy in the movie, 
watch it. You, <laughs> like, I, like, listen, I don't even have to name names. Eddie Murphy in the movie, watch it. Bill Murray's in the movie, watch it. Chevy Chase is in the movie, watch it. Uh, who? I mean, the three amigos with Chevy Chase, oh. uh, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Sure, yeah. that, that, that's, that's an amazing movie. I mean, Caddyshack for... movies. <laughs> Caddyshack is worth a watch. And then learning the backstory about Caddyshack it makes that movie so much better. And plus, it's the best sequel of all time. Caddyshack 2 is the best sequel ever made. Oh, yeah. you did not feel good about saying that. I was going to say, don't watch Caddyshack. Caddyshack 2, you, you can check out, but you've been warned. The original Caddyshack yeah. is legendary. Though. But when, once you hear the backstory, like the making of, like, watch the Caddyshack first, then watch the making of, then rewatch Caddyshack because it makes it that much better. And it's still a great movie when you don't know that information. Oh, it's it's, it's it's phenomenal. So, with that being said, though, before we give our scores, you know, we like to, you know, do a little something first. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it's game time, and uh, Diesel's on a two-week win streak. Can Ron take it back this week? Both weeks have come down to the skin of your teeth. The hair on your chinny chin chin. But it's time. Of course, the game's rules are simple. It's Price is Right rules. Closest to, to the answer without going over, unless it's the tiebreaker question, which we don't do no wins here. The tiebreaker question sometimes is a two-pointer question, just so it's interesting. Sometimes, it, but all the time, it's closest to the number, period. Just because we are going to have a winner. We're not the NFL. We don't do ties here. So, <laughs> you gentlemen ready? Absolutely. Ron, you're the challenger. You get to go first. IMDB out of 10 using points. What did they give planes, trains, and automobiles? 7.2. Diesel. I, I think you're right in there. So I'm going to go lower 5.0. I think it's right in that it's area. Somewhere in there. It's got to be. Ron gets the point. 7.6 out of 10. That's what Jesus they gave Christ. IMDb. <laughs> Very close. All right, Diesel, you're up for up next. Metacritic, out of 100%, what did they give? Planes, trains, and automobiles. 64. Ron? 72. Man, Ron gets the win. It was exactly right, 72%. I just screwed it. I said 7.2 for that one. I'm going 72. And also, Ron gets the flawless victory. That's right. So funsies. Ron, you can go first for funsies. Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give it? Rotten Tomatoes, 100%. Uh, 72. <laughs> Diesel. 76. Diesel, you would have been closer. It's 92%. Oh, Jesus. I didn't think it would be 92. Ooh. And Google users finally. Diesel out of 100%. I would expect a 92 out of Google users. Yeah. So I will go with a 92. Ron. <laughs> 91. <laughs> Diesel would have had a dead on 92%. So the movie is very well liked. Now, with that being said, it's time for us to give our scores. We will give you the nerd scores. And, of course, I'll always give you my critical score at the end as well. So, uh, once again, we mentioned it earlier in the first segment. But real quick, we'll go through it. The nerd score is a entertainment value score. That doesn't necessarily mean that the movie was shot well or whatever the hell. It's not a technical score. I.e., once again, we've, we always use that as an example. Maximum Overdrive is usually for me and Ron right around a four on the nerd scale. However, if you were looking at it critically, that movie is like a three or a four, like out of ten. It's not a very good movie, but it's very entertaining and fun to watch. Uh, so, with that being said, the scores are as follows. One is no. That means... 
No. <laughs> Two is you've been warned. That means if you're watching it, there's if there's nothing else on, I guess we'll take a look at it. But uh, yeah, it's not going to probably be very good. Three is, is you know, so-so, which basically means, you know what? It's Watch it for free on a streaming service. It's worth a watch. It's not worth owning. It's not worth going spending money on. Of course, four is just take my money. That means if it's in the theaters, you should go see it. If it's not in the theaters, you know, even if you had to rent it on Amazon, it would be worth taking the rent or purchasing or whatever. And last but certainly not least is Certified Nerd. And that is the highest elevation of those movies. Myself and Diesel just gave out a Certified Nerd for Ghostbusters Afterlife. But the biggest one we usually point to is Endgame. Uh, Avengers Endgame is definitely the stereotypical Certified Nerd. Of course, once again, all these are our opinions. So if you disagree, that's fine. And you can let us know. But uh, these are our opinions. So I'm going to start with the loser of the game, Diesel. On the nerd scale, what did you give? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Growing up, you know, once I got to the age where I could watch it uninterrupted, this was a yearly watch around this time of year, like a month prior to now. This is a classic for me. It doesn't make quite certified nerd, but it's a solid four. Ronald. Yeah, this is definitely a four. Like, this is one of the classic comedies. Um, if you're getting, like, even younger generation, if you're just starting to get into comedies, if you're a future, you know, playwright or scriptwriter and you're doing it, you're looking into comedies, this is definitely one that you got to watch. Uh, you know what? It's going to be a clean, a clean sweep here because I'm also giving it a four. This is definitely a take my money moment. I mean, it usually is playing on multiple services, but if you had to, if, if you didn't see it on there and you had to rent this from Amazon or even purchase it or get it out of, uh, you know, buy it at the store because I'm sure you could get a good deal on the movie, it's so well worth it. And it's one of those ones, especially for a, a, a holiday that doesn't have a ton of movies like Thanksgiving. This is a great tradition you could start with, uh, you know, not maybe the little kids because as Diesel said, there is definitely <laughs> that one tirade in the movie, but like as a family especially with you know teenage kids and on this is a great tradition to start it is a very good movie there is a good point to the movie we didn't spoil that you notice we weren't going to spoil because if you haven't seen if you've seen it you already know uh, if you have not seen it i i would like you to just be surprised uh, yeah. it is it is it, this movie hits all the bases uh, with that being said, let's talk about my critical score. I give Planes, Trains, and Automobile a 7 out of 10. It's one of the classic comedies. Comedies aren't going to get those high, you know, high, high scores. So 7 out of 10 is pretty much almost at the ceiling of a comedy. I think I only rate a handful of comedies higher than this uh, in the 8 territory and so on. Uh, this is a it's a great movie, and then when you add it to the fact that it's one of the only Thanksgiving movies, only other one is, is Son-in-Law. And Dutch. Which, well, in yeah. Dutch, I can always forget about Dutch, but some no, yeah, Dutch. Dutch, Dutch is definitely the worst of all three. Ah, Diesel's mad now. It I is the Dutch. worst. Of, it's the worst of all three. I think I ran into that like seventeen times when I was a kid. <laughs> I just want to throw it out. It's the worst of all three because Son-in-Law is definitely the best out of all of them. And yes, I understand it's not a better critically. It's not a better movie, yeah. but it's it's a more entertaining movie. It's probably fucking amazing. But uh, this is one of those great movies, and I can't see you know any you know it it doesn't get much better. Like I said, this is like. The second line of comedy movies. There is a top tier, uh, and that top tier is is rarefied air. That's the you know there's there's only a handful of like you know Cheech and Chong up in smoke is one of those top tier movies, and this is right outside of it. Comparatively, that's not a bad place to be. This is legendary, and uh, for a comedy, you can't you can't say much more about this. So. There is my opinion. Of course, if you guys have your opinion, you can hit us up. But you know what? If you want to find out how to hit us up, it's a good thing you stay tuned because it's shameless plug time. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three, 
Fat Nerds into any podcast provider, and bam, there we are. Remember, for all the information we give you today, it is the number three, not the word three, for three fat nerds. Of course, while you're on that pod, uh, the podcatcher, you might as well uh, hit that subscribe or follow button so you get our show delivered to you automatically. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we're also on, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at 3FatNerdsPod. Remember, for all our social medias, use the hashtag 3FNPod. And if you need emails for any reason, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Double shot time here because twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Make sure you're following us on there. Every Monday night, we come to you live with 607 TWS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH talking all things pro wrestling. Of course, you can get that in podcast form on its very own channel now. Just search 607 TWS wherever you get great podcasts. But if you would like to join the chat live and see what we have to say as it happens, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday night. And of course, we do UFC pay-per-views wrestling pay-per-views and of course our monthly movie night but on top of that we will be diving into the DD game as we promised as things have now cleared up for long enough that we uh, feel comfortable so in the new year that's coming to you and so much more over there at twitch.tv slash 607 podcast of course that's not all we got here because if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as one dollar a month you could do that over on patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions you get a ton of extra bonus content, including this show, the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Plus, you get the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition every week with extra bonus content that's too hot for the too hot for the regular airwaves. Plus, on top of that, you get it early. You get it the night that we record it, instead of having to wait till the next day. Of course, also Horizon Six Hundred Seven. You get the unslashed edition every week, and you get it the day we record it, and you don't have to wait till the next day. Also, you have our exclusive shows to Patreon. Love is Scary with Dr. Derek, the hottest show behind a paywall. I love movies. And pretty soon, launching in December, uh, we're going to flush out a new idea. So for the, for, for the time being, for the first uh, until we get our bearings and what the direction we want to go with it, including a new name for it, we're going to, myself and Diesel are going to do a po- comedy podcast called uh, 3N, 3FN After Dark. That is going to be coming to you on Patreon. We're probably going to do it bi-weekly at first. Uh, eventually, we're probably going to launch it as a secondary podcast that we do on a different channel. However, you patrons, even when we do that, we'll get the uncut, uncensored version early. But on top of that, you guys get to hear us flush out what we want to do there. Because uh, we uh, we want to talk about all sorts of different crazy shit going on in the world. Fun and indifferent and have a put our twist on it. So you say, right, Diesel? Absolutely. And you can find that. All that and more for as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Throwing me off. I'm just waiting for that fucking mark, and you got to throw something else in there. Did you say 8122productions? <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell did. As in H to the double T to the P to the colon to the backslash to the second backslash to the 81 double deuce P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. That's why I try to get you to you know, get a little bit of uh, you know ad-libbing there. And it also lets these people know that we don't actually record this and just play the same thing every week. That's why I leave the mistakes that happen in here often too because you know I want you guys to know we literally do this every week. But uh, 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. You get all the information for the 3 Fat Nerds podcast. Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS. You can stream those great shows right from uh, 8122productions.com. You can also find out about the band you heard during the show. This week you heard our band that plays our awesome theme song every week. And the song you heard coming back from break was also by Shout at the Robots. Find out about Shout at the Robots there. Plus, also our good friend Second Suitor, Tom Jolu, Floodlands. 
the Jasons from West Virginia, and more importantly, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, all of them, and so much more. They support us with their music, so we'd like to support them. Make sure to check all of those great bands out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Of course, also while you're there, you can check out friends of the show like the ODPH, like our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which is back in business August 26th and 27th in Vernon, in Vernon, New York at Vernon Downs. We're going to be a big part of that. Hopefully, you all see us there in the summertime. And then, of course, we have local sponsors as well that help us bring you this show each and every week. But we're going to give them a shout out now because we love them so much for their support. First up is the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, our good friends over at Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. Uh, for all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, make sure you hit them up on the World Wide Web at DragonMasterGames.com. Of course, if, you'd like, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you would like to stop in and take a look at what's going on in the store or an event or whatever, make sure you're following them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 in North Street, Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three fat nerds that you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. What a load of hype about nothing very much. The people who made this movie were engrossed in special effects and mas massive budgets that they neglected to notice the cliche story. They missed the opportunity to highlight the real tragedy of the event. One out of ten stars. Titanic just sucks, people. I really thought that was an Eternals fucking review. <laughs> 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 Shots fired. <laughs> blacker, blacker, blacker. Well, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully we brought the funny and entertainment while giving you our takes and opinions on the news and uh, everything going on in pop culture and nerdum. We'll be back next week as we are each and every week. Same bat time, same bat channel. For that, until then, wow, I'm all, I'm fucking off all tour. You threw me off. You talk about throwing people off. You threw me off with that last statement. Damn it. Damn it. Anyways, till then, all I have left to say is take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, till we meet again, later, nerds. Later. This aggression will not stand. December uh, 17th, bring your pocket candy. Do not buy concessions at Regal or any of the other big fucking chains. Fuck them. <laughs> Titanic just sucks people. You're falling apart and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know I felt it too. Still trying to figure it out just like you, just like you.